everybody, and welcome to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 5, Episode 40, and if you're keeping track, that's 234 episodes. And you know who's listened to them all? Deb. Hi, Deb. And I'm Sean. And I'm Britt, and that is a damn fine intro, Sean. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you? We are good. We are back after a prolonged absence, a series of just crappy circumstances has delayed recordings we've had problems with allergies vacations uh you you notice that sean is with me tonight and not craig craig is sick which is the other reason why like if this doesn't sound exactly the same as your normal episode folks i'm sorry i am not the sound engineer on this thing um and so we're working it out but uh but hey we are back we're going to talk about the results of the football draft but first we start where we always start. Sean, I almost called you Craig because I'm so used to saying it. Sean, what are you drinking? I am drinking Jungle Juice by Powder Hollow Brewery in Connecticut. Oh, you like Powder Hollow. Uh, it's it's pretty good. I like this one. It's uh, it's an ale. It's not an IPA, so it's good to have a change every once in a while with all these IPAs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like it. It's pretty good. Okay, you've had this one before. This is not new to you, then. Well, this is my first four packs. So I've had four pack. This is the first time I've had it, mm-hmm. but uh, I've had beer from this four pack, so I have tasted it before. So give me give me the thirty second of it. It's, you said it's an, it's an ale. It's not an IPA. So is it more lagery? It is a little bit lagery, but more malty. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, that's fair. So so without, like, I'm just trying to think of something I could, like, a maltier beverage, in my mind, is something like a holiday ale from Two Roads, but with less holiday spice. Is it, am I in the right ballpark in terms of style? It's more malty like that? Yes, if you took away the holiday spices. So what kind of flavor be... do you get out of this particular beer, then? I'm a, I'm. I'm gonna have to go with a cinch favorite tastes like it tastes beer. like beer okay so all right it so that's like interesting beer. it tastes like good beer okay well i am drinking for the first time in i don't know how many episodes because i'm finally off my bloody diet um i'm going back on next week but that's oh. beside the point i am drinking a can of albatross hazy ipa by northway brewing because uh, I just got back from upstate New York. They are based in Queensbury. And um, yeah, I really, really enjoy their stuff. You've had Avenue of the Pines. Uh, this I is have. the same folks that make Avenue of the Pines. This is their double dry hopped Citra Mosaic Amarillo IPA. Um, I did bring some beer back for you. You are not getting a can of this because I've just, I'm pretty sure I just opened my last can of it. Um, <laughs> But it's it's very very good, very very dry and hoppy. Mm. But um, I do I have some pleasant surprises for you. Nice because we discovered another um, brewery while we were up there called Common Roots, that is in Glens Falls, one town further south from um, Northway Brewing, and man, their stuff was fantastic too. So I'll I'll have some surprises for you when I see you next, but. Um, all right, let's let's jump into it because we've missed so much time. So much has happened. Let's jump into burning hot takes. Um, you are my guest, so are you going to now? Keep in mind, if you go first, 
you have to have two different burning hot takes. But if you oh. let me go first, I have to come up with two burning hot takes. You, you will go first then. Okay. <laughs> I thought you might go that route, so I'm going to go there. Um, we are in dynasty draft season right now. This is like hardcore dynasty draft season. Everybody, now that the NFL draft is over, I'm checking actually our league. We're not on the clock yet again. We already had a first round pick. I'll tell you who that is later. Um, dynasty season is upon us. And this is the first time in all the years that I've done dynasty that I have not seen a quarterback at the top of the list. The last couple years, there's always been at least one guy. Trevor Lawrence was the guy last year um, who's always going to go in those first two or three picks. My question for you, Sean, who's the best rookie quarterback from a fantasy perspective and how early in a rookie draft would you take him? Considering, in, considering you have an even field, you don't have any burning needs at a certain position, you're kind yeah. of evenly distributed. How early would you take him, and which one do you like? Well, again, I mean, if you're picking a rookie quarterback, I hope you're not hope having to start him right away. Mm. You're looking for some development. You're looking down the road. Um, but uh, from these guys, mm -hmm. uh, from this year, you're talking about, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking, I mean... Going, going somewhat, and saying I don't have any glaring needs. Like you don't, you're not looking at your team and going, God, I gotta get a running back because my running backs are so thin. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at probably the guy with the biggest upside that you know was the reason why everyone thought he was going to get picked in the first round ended up not. But it's probably Malik Willis. Okay. Um, you know. Uh, Having that time to, to develop, though, you know, you're not going to pick him. You want. I'm He's not, not starting this year. There's no question about that. No, no. And and first round guys, you don't really are. I mean, especially if you're picking a quarterback. I mean, look at Trevor Lawrence, you, you know, Justin Fields, uh, you know, the guys from last year, you know, um, Zach. You're not picking them to be your starter last year. You're, right. I hope you. You're picking them to be your starter for the future. Yep. So, but you're still picking them up first round. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what you're doing. You know, if you you know you're you're looking for right now, that's when you're going. You know, okay, what can I pick up in the in the in this later second round, third round? Right. You know that that where is their op where is their opportunity for these guys? Which which teams did they get picked by? Is their opportunity? You know. This this run this wide receiver got picked in a good spot, you know. Mm -hmm. um, let's say like that guy uh, was it new noobs, I think from for for uh, uh, Green Bay. You know, he's in a good spot. He's is he the best wide receiver? No, but he's in a good spot. Oh. You might get him the third round. Is it Romeo Romeo Dubs? Dubs, yes. I might be mispronouncing his name. I'll be honest because I have not had a ton of time to look at these guys. But Romeo is his first name. I'm so yeah, Dubs. Yep, Romeo Dubs. Not the best wide receiver in the class, but you know what? He's going to get opportunities. I so, I actually think there's two guys that are prime time ready right now in the wide receiver ranks coming out of rookies. But that wasn't so, my question. So we'll, we'll get to that. Yes, I'm going back to your question. Um, probably if they're still there, because you know people get quarterback hungry. Sure. I pick him up. You know, if if you, again you're not glaring needs. And see what happens. Uh, I'll pick him up 
mid-second round, late second round to third round this year. Okay. Not, I'm not going first round with these guys this year. Okay. So I'm going to go the different direction. I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett, and at, who got drafted by Pittsburgh. The whole uh-huh. hometown kid narrative, which I alluded to when I talked to Craig about this the week before the draft, I think is really in play here. But more importantly even than that is the one guy who's ahead of him on the depth chart. In Pittsburgh is Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> I, you know, yep. I know you you dealt with Mitch as your quarterback, being a Bears fan and everything. Do we really think Mitch Trubisky is going to be able to be the starter the entire season in Pittsburgh? I sure don't. I think that team goes two and four and loses to somebody they're not supposed to lose along the way, and all of a sudden they're gonna they're gonna bring they're gonna bring Kenny out and let Kenny Pickett just take over. So I'm going to go the opposite way with Kenny Pickett. And the reason I ask this is because in our rookie dynasty draft, which is going on right now, Kenny Pickett was the first one taken and he was taken seventh overall. Oof. Okay. He was. So, I mean, we, we, we drafted sixth and got yeah. one of the guys that I, we, I really wanted. So let me, let me ask this question. All right. So go to yours. The Pittsburgh fan. <laughs> Say again. Or, or was he a Pittsburgh fan or desperately needs a quarterback? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the teams in this league. I think he is actually a Steelers fan. Uh, then, I, I, then, then, you know, there's that's a, why. There's a Steelers fan and there's an Eagles fan in this league. And I know there's an Eagles fan in this league because we had, oh, God, I'm drawing a blank on his name, the quarterback, the young kid. Who's that guy? <laughs> a lot of young kids. <laughs> in Philadelphia. No. Uh, Hurts. Yes, we had Jalen Hurts. We snuck Jalen Hurts from him in the first, like the first rookie draft of this, and we'd stashed him. We yeah. stashed him. He'd been sitting there, and every couple of weeks he'd send us a trade offer, and it'd be like, "Yeah, send me. I'll send you Allen Robinson for Jalen Hurts." I was like, "No, no." And um, then there was that. I think it was a Monday night game. Jalen Hurts went out and had a disastrous game. I want to say it was against the Cowboys. I don't have it right in front of me. It might have been the Redskins, where he was like five for fifteen for like one touchdown and four picks. Like, just, like, disastrous game. And mm-hmm. that Monday, or that Tuesday, it was a Monday night game. That Tuesday, I go on, and I don't have an offer for Jalen Hurts for, like, the <laughs> first time in, like, a month and a half. And so I sent a message to the guy. I'm like, you didn't send me an offer for Hurts this week. And he went, yeah, man, I'm backing off a little bit. And I was like, I can't blame you. And then somebody else stepped up and was like, and gave me a better offer and said, this might seem low ball, but I think it's a good offer. And he sent me a better offer than the Jalen Hurts guy had sent me the entire year when Jalen Hurts was highly prized. Mm-hmm. It would be like a guy who walks in the door and goes, I'll give you $2,000 for your car. And comes back next week and goes, I'll give you $2,000 for your car. And he comes back in week three and goes, I'll give you $2,000 for your car. And then he sees that your car has got smoke coming out of it. So he goes, no, man, never mind. And then somebody else comes up out of the blue, pulls up and goes, I'll give you $4,000 for that smoking car out front. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and say, listen, I know that thing's a piece of junk, so I'm only going to give you $4,000 for it. I was like, fuck yeah. I traded Jalen Hurts that day. And the dude was angry. The Jalen Hurts dude was like, dude, you, I've been asking you for Hurts for weeks. I'm like, you didn't offer me half of what he offered me. Yeah. You know? So, okay. Uh, so was that your question or do you have another question for me? Um... That, that's, uh, go ahead. You go. go yeah, no. I come up with something else. I'll think of it. Sure. Why not? My, uh, my other question goes back to dynasty because we are in the middle of this interesting situation erupted halfway through the first round. 
the guy who has Allen Robinson, the same guy who was trying to trade him to us for Jalen Hurts, by the way, puts Allen Robinson on the trading block. Like, right as the draft starts, almost like, hey, guys, look, I'm ready to move Allen Robinson. Like, he hasn't been trying to move Allen Robinson for weeks already or years uh-huh. at this point. So I send him a message, and I said to him, I will give you my third rounder this year. It's a rookie draft. There's only three rounds. I'll give you my third rounder this year straight up for A-Rob. I don't know what you're looking for since he's changed teams. Question the first. Is a third-round pick in a dynasty rookie draft a good offer for Allen Robinson? Uh, I mean... Did I lowball him here? Be honest. If it was... If it was two, two years ago, I'd say no way. Right. Well, two years ago, he was the number one in Chicago. He was a top 10 yeah. wide out. Exactly. La- after last year, man, I I would say maybe still too low. Okay. Maybe second round. I mean. Maybe second. I, you know, and, I, and this will this will go to my question for you. Yeah. It's like, it actually feeds right into it. Sure, go for it. My question is going to be, you know, you know, the rookie draft mm-hmm. comes up. How how much value do you place on these picks? Um, that's an amazing. That's really that actually is that's basically a subset of the question I just asked, right? Exactly. For me, I don't place a lot of value on the rookie draft. Um, it's got to be somebody outstanding for me to put value on it. So, you know, for me to say. You know, Allen Robinson, all right. It's a proven commodity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I know he went down. But what are you going to get in the second round of a rookie draft? Yeah, not yeah, much. I, I'd say second. Yeah, I'll give you the second round. I'll take Allen Robinson. So, sure, why not? So part two of this question to you, and then we'll, we'll, we'll follow into like the value question, was his mm-hmm. counteroffer. His counteroffer was give me your first round instead, the sixth pick overall. Would you do that? No. If it was the second round, I think I would go there. And that's what I was hoping when I said, no, man, that price tag is way too high. I get even, that he's... Even, again, two years ago, yes. Well, I mean, he's also a Ram this year, and Robert Woods is gone. And yeah, he's... But we, we haven't seen enough to make sure that that's going to be a good fit. But yes. But, you know, the production last year was, was pathetic. But the argument being so, is that Chicago's offense wasn't as good as I, the Rams, I guess would be the argument against it, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. So come to the middle ground, second rounder. That's what I was hoping he was going to do, and he just didn't bite. Yeah. So so okay, so now, now to that question where you posed, which was just, where do you value these picks? It really depends in Dynasty where your team is. Right now, mm-hmm. our team is in a place where we, we were in the playoffs last year. We were in the winner's bracket last year. I think we made the semifinals. We have a year or two left. We are really strong up top and really thin behind it. Like, hold on. Let me pull up the team that we're talking about here. Hold on. Stand while by. Hey, while you're doing that, I'll just say, you know, it's like, again, yeah, you're right. It depends on where you're at. Uh, but you, if you look at these, these last couple of drafts, I mean... Two years ago, who was the number one pick in these drafts? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Oh, yeah. 
that was not worth the number one overall pick. I've and, and the guy who's got Hilaire still won't part with him. He's like clinging to him. Who was the second running back picked in that draft? It was Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, we have him, by the way. That that's where you know you get your value. I mean, there's a lot. Of, I mean, looking at last year, yeah, the first three picks, pretty good. You know, like what was it last year? Uh, you have obviously Chase. Um, right. Kyle Pitts probably. You know, I mean, he's going to be good. You know, was he worth that high of a pick? Who knows? Yeah. So just for just for example of what I'm talking about with our our depth drops off a cliff. So it's a super mm-hmm. flex. So we had Aaron Rodgers and Sam Darnold. Okay, Darnold wasn't great in Carolina, but he was going to a new place, blah, 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 and Aaron Rodgers. Our backups are Joe Flacco and Jordan Love. Our running okay. backs are, are Taylor and Daryl Henderson. Not Oof. terrible. Well, I, I, you know, I'm still a big guy in Daryl Henderson. Our uh, backups are Duke Johnson, Jalen Richard, and James Conner. Yeah. We just draw, you have got, we've got like one guy at every position. And now that I'm looking at it, like I'm, I'm like, do I really want to go into the seat? I'm going to have to acquire a quarterback at some point because there's no way I can go into a super flex with Darnold, Flacco, and Rodgers. We've got Jordan no. Love, too, but that doesn't help us if we've got Aaron Rodgers. Yep. This Oh, God, this team's going to be bad this year. Oh, my God. <laughs> Somehow made the playoffs. It, yeah, it was a semifinal. Well, last year it was better. Last year it was way better. So... All right, so, um, by the way, our first pick in this, this draft, we took um, Chris Olave from New Orleans because I think he is going to be one of the ready-to-go guys right out the gate yep. for this year. So okay. let's, get, let's move on to our, our, our primary topic, which is the fallout of the NFL draft from a fantasy perspective. So I jokingly said I, th- I would put money on Kenny Pickett being the first quarterback to go because I thought for sure he would drop to Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh would be looking quarterback because otherwise it's it's Mitchell Trubisky. So is it Mitchell Trubisky? Yes. Yes. Um, and uh, so I'm like, that, that's just going to, and that whole hometown narrative was going to be too hard to pass. I wish for whatever reason, the state of Connecticut did not give DraftKings and FanDuel permission in its sports betting law to take that kind of futures betting. Because otherwise, I would have put 20 bucks on Kenny Pickett, and that was like plus 200. I would have walked away with like 400 bucks on that because it was so easy. Um, yeah. It was just, it was like everybody was so sure he was going second, he ended up going first. But looking at the rest of it, I'm looking at the Fantasy Pros rookie rankings right now, which is a consensus of 36 experts as of today that say if you're drafting rookies, here's the guys in order. I want to just toss, just, I'm just going to discuss some names here because some of this I was like, huh. It's funny, I'm actually at the same one. Okay. So you're looking, all right. So then you're looking at number one is Brees Hall in, in New York, the Jets. Yep. He was number one in the, in the sleeper draft that, we, that I just did. He went first overall. And all I can think to myself is, what the hell are they going to do with Michael Carter? Mm-hmm. Is Carter washed up? Is Hall the future of the Jets' running game? That 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 uh, yeah, <laughs> I think Michael Carter is pretty much a, a, a one and done. Down. I think he's more of a third down back. You know, I mean, 
They drafted him a year ago. They did, but he wasn't a high, not that high of a pick, right? Wasn't he? Oh. Michael Carter draft. Oh, he was a fourth rounder. Yeah. Okay. So I think it was just opportunity that they got him the. So, the, uh, so he, I'll ask the question. Mm-hmm. Are you are you buying low on Michael Carter in case the Brees Hall experiment turns out to not work? Because I sure as fuck am. Um, I'll buy low. Yeah. So yeah, you're sitting, all, you're sitting in a, a standard redraft, say fourth or fifth round, and you need a running back. Mm, and two of the high. names on the list, list right next to each other are Brees Hall and Michael Carter. Are you taking Hall over Carter? Yes, I'm going to take Hall over Carter. I'm just, I'm so they, iffy they, on rookies. They just, they they picked them 36th, which is a high second round pick. They're they're mm-hmm. they they want him to be the the ball carrier. Mm. The second name on this list also stuck out to me, not because he's not great. First off, there's a lot of great names in this freaking draft. Mm-hmm. Like everybody here sounds like they walked out of a goddamn James Bond movie, including this guy. Drake London. That guy is either a spy or a porn star. It's just, it's just, it's one of those two things. Um, and Drake London is the top weight rated rookie wide receiver in fantasy. They've got him at two overall. And I, everyone knows I don't follow college that closely, but I, I looked a little bit at this guy and I liked everything I saw except where he went. Atlanta. Yeah. Is this guy going to be fantasy relevant in a in a in a town where they're expecting Marcus Mariota to be the pass thrower? Well, for, so well, this goes to what I said earlier in in the episode here. First round, I'm not looking specifically for the player that's going to produce this year because uh-huh. they might not be the best player. They might just have the better opportunity. I'm looking for the best player. Again, if it fits my need. Bryce Hall, Drake London. If I need a running back, I'm going to go the hallway route. If I need a wide receiver, maybe I'm going London. I mean, or maybe I'm picking one of the other ones, but I'm going wide receiver. You just made an what accidental I, pun there. You yeah. said hallway. Oh, did I? You corrected yourself. It said the hall route. But you, you started to say hallway, the breeze hallway. Oh, yeah. Uh, not the right hallway, as Craig always says. Well, that's but, the problem, isn't it? <laughs> but anyway, I'm looking for the future. Is he the best person that's the best wide receiver in that class for me to be down the road? Mm-hmm. This is a dynasty. I'm not looking for just this next year, unlike a redraft league. Right. For people who have no idea what that means, once upon a time, Sean and I are, are Mets fans. Uh, Sean's a little bit more of an optimistic Met fan than I am. I'm already predicting demise and death while he's just reveling on the fact that we're in first place right now at the time of recording. Um, <laughs> there, during the lean years, though, the source of all people, after a particularly difficult loss, said, if I, quote, if I were the manager, I would stand in the hallway right now and the left one would lead to the locker room and the right one would lead to a pit of fire and everybody who sucked ass today would go down the right hallway. And for some reason, that's just become like a euphemism, for lack of a better term, for when we just need somebody gone. 
when we see somebody do really terrible out on the field, somebody just looks at one of us in our group will just look at the other one and go, that guy's going down the right hallway. And it's just it's just the saying, that guy's dead. He's dead to me, basically. And Cano, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Robinson Cano recently was shown the right hallway. Um, yep. Hopefully, Brees Hall doesn't end up in the right hallway. So, <laughs> all right. So you're, so you're looking at the Drake London pick as a down-the-road pick because the next name I on the list. Because Mariota or the, the, the rookie they picked, Riddler, I think, the rookie quarterback. They're not going to be ready for him that you know this year, you know. So no way. Yeah. So you're Ryder. You're not going to have Ritter. Ryder. It might be pronounced Ritter. Um. But anyway, what it, I heard you say in my head was Desmond Riddler, and now all of a sudden I've got I've got the Batman Riddler in my head. <laughs> so you know, it might not be for this year obviously he might not have the best year but it doesn't mean that he's not going to be one of the best wide receivers in the league down the road see from my perspective i'm looking and and this goes to how i view dynasty dynasty breaking news folks dynasty when you're drafting and playing dynasty you're looking long term i see more value in trades for with rookies what's that did we say that already i don't know if we said it enough what's that down the road. It's down the road. Down the road. So I like <laughs> trading. When, when, this, when this league started up, it was, it was Zeke Elliott's second year. And we got him oh. with like the number two overall pick when, we, this was a, when this was a dynasty startup. And the offers started pouring in for Zeke. And Craig was helping me with the team. And I was like, wait for it. Wait for it. And sure enough, finally, some guy was like, fuck it. I'm a Dallas fan. Two number ones. And I can't remember who else he sent us. It was a good running back at the time. Two number ones in this guy. And I was like, done. And Craig was like, I don't know, man. Z could be really good. Yeah, he could be. But you know what? So could those two number ones. If those two number ones aren't good, then we'll, we'll move them along. That's how I'm yep. looking at this. I want a guy who's going to actually go out there and wow in his first year and be trade bait. So that you want to overpay. I'd, I want Drake London to go out there and by week five, him be like the number three wide receiver in the league. And then somebody who's got Cooper Cup and is scared as shit to sit there and go, hey, man, you know, uh, I forgot how old Cooper Cup's getting. And, uh, you know, he's going to be out for like four to six weeks. Would you would you do uh, Drake London for Cooper Cup? Yes, I fucking will. I will take the guy I guarantee to get a thousand yards out of this guy who had five good games. So I'm looking for those guys who are going to be quick hitters, too. And that's how mm-hmm. I look at it, which is why I'm going to talk. I want to talk about two guys I think are going to be quick hitters right off the bat this year. And that's okay. Traylon Burks in Tennessee and Chris Olave in New Orleans. And again, I apologize if I'm butchering their names because, again, I'm just learning these guys. Burks is probably the most game-ready wide receiver I've seen come out of college. And again, I have limited exposure, but I've watched a little bit of tape. The most game-ready guy I've seen come out since Randy Moss. Okay. You know, yeah. The pause there was for intent, by the way, because that's, that's saying something. It does, most guys don't step out of the college ready to be a decent wide receiver. And he's in a situation where with a decent team around him, he could probably be a top 10 wide receiver this year. Is he going to be a top 10 wide receiver in three years like Drake London could be, which is Sean's point? Maybe not, but I don't give a shit where he's doing in three years if I trade him for Buku Bucks after year one. Fair enough. That's how I approach it. But yes, you're right. I hear most people, 
and maybe this is why mo most people are better at Dynasty than I am, most people approach the long haul. I'm really, I, I'm a combination of long haul and short game. I want a guy who's going to come out the door. So today, at the sixth overall pick, we took Chris Olave in New Orleans because I think Jameis Winston is just Jameis Winston. Because Fairline was already gone? Uh, was he? I don't know. I was just saying. That's a good question. Hold on. The answer's coming. Join draft now. Do, 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 do. Yes, Traylon Burks went the pick before. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Perfect example of of the the thing you're talking about is is in the way I'm ta I talk about these drafts is the guy I said would also be a great pick if Olave wasn't there, which is Williams, who went to Detroit. Um, yeah, who went to Detroit. Yeah, is he going to be great this year coming off of the surgery? Meh, maybe not, but he was the best receiver in college football. Yep. He just went 10th, so by the way, healthy. in ours. He went 10th? He went 10th. I'm starting so to eyeball. I might have, I might have, I would have been ecstatic to get him 10th. Ecstatic. Because I'm thinking long haul. I'm, I'm going to have him forever, and he's going to be, he's going to be better than the guys that got picked before him. That's what I would have thought. I'm starting to eyeball this Willis kid because you've been talking him up because he's still on our board. And he is projected to go, oh, wow, that's interesting. I'm looking at the projections on Sleeper. If the projections on Sleeper hold true, then when we come back up, Desmond Ritter would be the top person on the board. Mm. And we are going to need help at quarterback. Down the road and in the immediate future. Well, so. if, Darnold, if I can get one more year out of Darnold, mm -hmm. then so be it. I mean, if not, it's a super flex. Like Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starter. You are in the perfect spot to think about, okay, who can I get for next year? You know, who, yeah. which one of these quarterbacks is going to do it, you know? Yeah, um, I mean, if, 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 if what's-his-name is there, Willis is there, I'm fine with that, too. Mm -hmm. Do I? Is there any universe in which I consider Matt Corral, the, the Panthers rookie? Yeah, I mean, why not? Because if Darnold doesn't start, it's going to be Corral, right? Mm -hmm. Is there anybody else there? Carolina Panthers depth chart. Who else am I worried about stealing? PJ Walker and Davis Cheek. Who are they? Oh, they? They did like PJ Walker a little bit last year. He's the one that took over for Darnold when they wanted to go a different direction. They've got him listed as the three, though. Oh, okay. So there. All right. So there's. Let me ask that follow-up question from a dynasty perspective. You are in need. What's that? After Corral. Well, no, for going to the Corral pick, let's imagine we get to that pick and both Corral and Ryder are there. Do I take Corral because we have Sam Darnold and that way we definitely have two starters in our midst? Um, you can. Definitely. I mean, I'll truthfully say I do not know enough about those two particular guys to, to come up with a, I really think this guy's going to be a better NFL starter than this guy, mm -hmm. so I wouldn't have no any problem with that because of the situation that you're in with the um, you know Love, Rogers and Darnold, Corral thing. Are you looking at the fantasy pros rankings right now? Mm -hmm. Scroll down to 27 and 28. 
I did. I did. They're right there. Desmond Ritter and Matt Corral are right next to each other. So if we take Matt Corral, it's Sam Darnold insurance, right? And it's looking to the future. Or we just sit there and go, okay, we're going to suffer and do whatever we have to do with Sam Darnold for one more year because Desmond Ritter is going to be the future in Atlanta. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't <sighs> And Craig has got a fever right now. He thinks he's some sort of hummingbird. So he's no use. We should call Cinch. Get Cinch on the phone. Let's figure out what the hell we're going to do with this pick because I honestly don't know. Uh, so, all right, so, so we talked a little bit about the hot. So what rookie in what you've seen so far, and again, we're just seeing these guys, what guy are you excited to see in the league? And you're like, okay, late rounds, if I can snatch this guy, who am I looking at? Is there a guy that sticks out to you? So just so you know, I just looking at another another ranking, they – the, the QB1 is Pickett, QB2, Ritter, QB3, Willis. And then the Corral guy, at four. And Corral four, but much further, further down. The only reason Corral's even in my head is because we have Darnold already. It's the mm-hmm. same reason we, put, we picked Jordan Love. Because we all thought that last year was going to be the last year for Aaron Rodgers in yep. Green Bay. And we were going to be able to sit there and now, okay... Well, Aaron Rodgers signs in Minnesota, picking a random team. Aaron Rodgers goes to Minnesota. I can now trade Aaron Rodgers, or now I'm three deep. I've got the starter in Minnesota, the starter in Green Bay, and the starter in Carolina. I thought we were going to have accidental depth. Instead, what we have is the exact Green Bay depth chart. And now we're in a situation where we need two starters because Sam Darnold is ridiculously bad, and we only have two guys on the same team. So now I'm sitting there saying to myself, well, if I need Darnold insurance, Matt Corral is Darnold insurance. But yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. No, no. <laughs> we, I, but, this pick is going to come up at like midnight. <laughs> I know. Back to the question that you actually asked me. I did? Uh, yes. Of who I would want, you know, who's going to, who, who that would fall to me that I would be ecstatic for kind of something like that. Sure. Is that what it was? Yeah. Who, if there's a guy late round, who's who's a late round guy you would love to just grab and hope? I mean, to tell you the truth, there's, I I definitely go with like the guys that that, you know, were injured, did well earlier, maybe in their career, something you know, stuff happened to where you know they they fell in the draft, maybe. Hmm. So something you know, like um, like Ty who killed it. Even though he's he's rated tenth on 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 Vintage Bros. Pickens Pickens was. Um, picked later in the draft, but his potential is really good. Another one would be, and and it truthfully is a guy that didn't even get drafted. Say it, but your darn Kansas City Chiefs. Say it. Say his name. Up signing him, Sky Moore. Uh, well, no, that's that's who he. That's oh, that's the guy we drafted. So that's, I mean, and then he's gonna be going in the top ten of 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 uh, the draft, probably, maybe even because of his opportunity. But um, he's still on the board I, in our dynasty. But by the way, yeah, he. I mean, he he is going to be good as well. I mean, if he drops to me in the second round, I'm definitely taking him. Uh, the other guy, oh my God, what's his name? But I'm thinking like third round, 
It's the guy. Um, oh, where is he? The free agent. The free agent uh, rookie. Mm-hmm. I oh, know exactly uh, what you're talking about. You're not thinking of Justin Ross. Justin Ross. I was so upset with the Bears for not picking him in the seventh round. Yeah. And this guy has the skills to be a, I don't want to say number one, number two receiver, but picked up that late. I would love to have him, uh, you know, I'll pick him up. Maybe I even pick him up after the draft because people might not. I'll do it third round mm-hmm. just to see because I think he, you know, has great potential. My the guy, the- my guy is going to sound insane, but I, I was attracted to this guy because of his name. Ooh. And the more I thought about the situation, the more I thought this guy is the most stash and hope rookie I've seen in a long time. And that is Snoop Connor in Jacksonville. <laughs> Snoop Connor. What the hell? How could you possibly? There's all... Travis Etienne is coming off an injury. And James Robinson may not be on the starting roster because he might still be PUP when the season begins. So he's going to be, if, if Robinson starts on PUP, he's the number two running back against a guy who has never taken an NFL snap. Hmm. T- tell me that's not just the formula for like getting two or three good weeks out of somebody and then selling high in a season long because that's absolutely what I would do. If he goes out there and he racks up 200 yards in the first three weeks and I get a phone call, hey, uh, would you uh, would you be willing to trade? Yes, I would because James Robinson will be coming back and Snoop Connor will be at his highest value point in week three and value is what I'm all about. Send me a decent running back in return, and you're sending me a draft pick, and we're done. Mm-hmm. So he is my he is my late round stash and hope. Is he a last round pick? No, and I'll tell you why. Because the freaking league we're in together, these guys have been doing it for twenty five plus years, mm-hmm. and they freaking know this. And this guy's gonna go in like round twelve. We have sixteen rounds in our draft. Any other draft, he'd be around fifteen, maybe round fourteen, because no one guarantee you. And you know who's going to do it, right? You Wait, know what's this again? Let me write it down. Snoop Connor. No, it's not going to be you. Because this happened okay. last year, too. You know who it's going to freaking be? Mario. Mario. Who did he snipe us on last year? Oh, God. Was it Amara St. Brown? It was. I think it was St. Brown. So, so the story really quick. Sean and I, we, we, we walk around like it's a freaking net. It's like, it's like the freaking New York Stock Exchange when we draft. Everybody's talking to everybody else. Everybody's working on stuff. At one point, Sean just walks over to me and goes, what are your thoughts? And he points at a name. And I want to say it was Amon St. Brown. And I was like, I'm thinking round 14. And he looks at me and goes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I really would love a shot at him, but I'm not going to pay up for him. Round 11, he goes off the board to Mario. And Sean and I just glare at each other. And Sean mouthed one sentence to me. And the one sentence was clearly readable on his lips. And it was, it's too soon. And I just nodded. I'm like, I'm not willing to pay the 11th round. I was like, what the holy hell is he coming off the round the board that freaking early? And I feel like Snoop Connor could be one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. He could be one of those guys. So am I going to, what's that? The other guy is, is the one I was saying, uh, dubs, dubs. Yeah. Green. I'd like to have him. He's going to go earlier than that, though. I think he's a 10th rounder. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll, he will definitely be a Mario pick. Somebody's got to replace the Devontae Adams targets. Exactly. 
Exactly. Another another guy I like is is White in Las Vegas. Not in a dynasty, not a redraft. Right. Uh, you know, because they're, they're going to be looking to replace Jacobs next year. Mm-hmm. You know, then they drafted this guy White, so I think he'll he'll be good. Uh, I mean, I one of the things if if you listen to Fantasy Sports Radio on SiriusXM, or you're a subscriber like I am to Fantasy Points. We don't get any kickback from Fantasy Points, but I just think John Hansen's probably the best. He's got the best mm-hmm. group in the game, in my opinion. One mm-hmm. of the big things he's always screaming about is vacated targets. When players move on, somebody else has to catch the ball. Aaron Rodgers is not going to throw fewer pass attempts, a significantly higher, lower number of fewer pass attempts, just because Devontae Adams is gone. Some, it may be 10%, but that's still a number of targets that are out there that have to be replaced. Last year, Devontae Adams was targeted 169 times. 169 times. Assume a 10% regression because they throw less because Devontae Adams isn't there. That is still 153 vacated targets. That's 153 times that Aaron Rodgers, over the course of a season, is going to target somebody else. That's almost nine targets a game. If you can figure out where those nine targets are going, you just put yourself ahead of everybody else. And I think this kid could be some of those targets. Mm. Now, I'm not suggesting at all. What the hell's his name? It just went off my screen. Dubs. Or Dubs. However you pronounce his name. I'm going to call him Romeo because I like him. He and I are close like that. I'm not suggesting that Romeo instantly inherits all nine of those targets. He may only inherit four or five, but what other rookie on this team on, on this list is going to inherit five targets out the gate with a guy like Aaron Rodgers throwing the football? That's what I mean. That's where I look at that and I'm like, okay, that's significant. Opportunity. That's again why those later rounds in the in the dynasty. Later rounds, opportunity. Yes. He's gonna the opportunity. He's going to have an opportunity. Now, now the, uh, the, the, the argument against it would be, okay, that works for most people, but we've seen Aaron Rodgers pick his favorites. And if Aaron Rodgers don't like you, then Aaron Rodgers ain't going to throw to you. And that is absolutely true. Oh, well, yeah, it's definitely true. But you know what? That throws somebody. But who is he, who's he throwing at? I'll pull up their depth chart right now. Does he trust Alan Lazard? I don't think so. He trusts Randall Cobb, but Randall Cobb's 150 years old. I hope he trusts Amari Rogers because we have Amari Rogers already on the roster. <laughs> but, you know, you look at this and you're just like, okay, where are those targets going? And that's what you got to kind of try to figure out. Sammy Watkins is not going to be the primary inheritor of those targets. Listen to me right now, folks. If you trust anything I ever tell you on this podcast, it's this. Sammy Watkins is not going to Green Bay to become an all-pro. The end. The end. Do, do, you think, do you think Sammy Watkins gets an upgrade by going to frickin' Green Bay? I don't. Not, not a huge one. That's why I'm, I'm a little, you know, higher on Dubs, Dubs, whatever his name is. Yes. And let's be honest, if we really think he's not going to be a long-term solution there... He only needs to have one game, and then you trade his ass. 
That's it. That's it. Yeah. Byron Pringle syndrome, I call that. But Byron Pringle's going to have an all-pro year in Chicago, so. Oh, jeez. I'm still not. I'm still not over that. I, 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 the bear. Oh God, Bears draft. Yeah. Should we just? No. Should we just don't do this? Let's go started. ahead. No, don't get me started on this. <laughs> they did nothing to help Fields, and it's. I hope he just doesn't go the RG three route and gets hurt because he's got to scramble and run eighty percent of the time. But uh, I gotta send you a link. Great. You needed another. You need him. They did draft offensive line, but much later, they they haven't done anything at wide receiver other than than Jones that they drafted, and that was a questionable pick. There was better people on the board, I think, and uh, yeah, and they didn't, and they haven't signed any. They didn't sign Landry. They 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 need to find they need to sign somebody still, and I think Fuller is the best guy out there, and I hate to say that. Oh my God! So, will will two games a year Fuller? Exactly. Take a chance. Sign up to a one year contract, and see what happens. Just so he can throw to somebody. I gotta send you a link. The um, like I said, I'm a huge for a huge fan of the fantasy points guys. They do a um, a roundtable discussion and then post on YouTube after, and they just posted their NFC roundtable discussion. They get like six of their writers together, and do just this gigantic Zoom call. And I was reading the summary of it. I haven't, I haven't watched the entire call yet, but the summary, like point five, point number five on the summary list was the Bears have gotten better at wide receiver. And I said to myself, I said, Sean is going to vehemently disagree with that statement. <laughs> their depth maybe got better, but okay. their actual, like, Number two, I mean, I don't know. I mean, can you say that Robinson was so bad that he wasn't better than anybody that's that they signed? Hey, Byron Prinkle is better than Allen Robinson. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, but he promptly got arrested as like a couple of days after he signed with the Bears. Who did? Was Pringle? Great. Pringle's in jail. And he got arrested for something. It's, that wasn't like earth shattering, but yeah, he got into trouble. <laughs> oh no. But uh, yeah. Oh, then, he was in Florida. Everybody gets arrested in Florida. Florida. <laughs> oh my God! Reckless driving with a child in the back seat. There you oh go. my sweet Lord, Byron, why, why are you doing this to me? And then uh, our other big acquisition, Equamus St. Brown, or whatever his name is. More vacated was- targets in Green Bay. In Green Bay. Oh God. Not like, a ton of targets, but more targets that somebody else has to do. So, oh yeah. my God! All right, let's. So, what's up? Okay, so the how about let's go tight end with this rookie draft? Why? And well, I are what, is there anybody worth drafting? Again, you're not looking for now, especially with a tight end. Even Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you're gonna draft him early, but you're not looking for last year with him. Hopefully. All right, so I'm but, looking at the uh, fantasy pros list to cheat. Another top guy is Trey McBride. Mm-hmm. Arizona. No idea who that is. And then Jelani he's, Woods. He's, right now he's stuck behind Zach Ertz. But, so what do you do? Do you draft one of these guys and stash them? 
Jelani Woods might be worth a late. Like I could see myself using Jel- uh, my third pick in this this fantasy draft, this dynasty draft for the Jelani Woods, because the um, Indy's going to need some tight end help. What's his yeah. name? Just retired, Jack Doyle. Mm-hmm. So again, opportunity is there. Well, the uh, Dolchich from that's in Denver. Remember, they traded Noah Font to Seattle for Russell Wilson. So they need somebody there too. Okay. He was there. He was their uh, pick out in Denver. True. True. All right. We're out of so, time, believe it or not. We got to move on to final well, thoughts. I know that that was, that was our spectacular 32nd tight end rookie review. I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, he's right. I just, I just completely overlooked him. Which is just, Shortly, uh, just a little more short than than our actual tight end review in our uh, redraft leagues. Draft one. That's what we tell people. Draft one. Draft one. Every year, draft one. So, uh, so I guess, guess I better. I better tell you my second beer before uh, we we go away. All right. What do you got? I'm doing Boardwalk. Is a blackberry saltwater taffy IPA. Boardwalk Brewing? Where the F is that? Well, it's not Boardwalk Brewing. It is, um, it's called Mutt Labs. Huh. Brewing. I'm not sure where, but the beer is called Boardwalk, and it's a Blackberry Saltwater Taffy IPA. Hmm. All right. All right, well, as you're, as you're drinking that, give us your final thought for the week. Uh, final thought for the for the week, which again, it's with the fantasy, it's with the dynasty draft. Oh, excuse me. Don't, don't, don't try to draft for right now. And, in, in especially the first round, I know that's the, you know, you're going crazy. You're drafting your first round pick. You want, you're in a dynasty league. It is for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Do not try to draft a guy that's right now. Unless you're Brit and you want to trade him five minutes later. Which I always do, but that's just me. But, um, and don't get too caught up on, on the value of these, these first round or these round, these rookie draft picks because, yeah, they're hit and miss. You know, I'd rather, again, I'll trade a first rounder if you give me a, 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 a very good, not, you know, I'm not talking about Premier, but even a very good, you know, running back. Hmm. So, agreed. Um, all right. So my final thought is just I've been I've been pestering Craig about this for some time. So I'm going to pester Sean now. Hmm. Do, do you know what's happening this July? July. July 27th through 31st in Atlantic City. Oh, that's the national. It's time to go to the national. Are you in? Are you coming? Are you coming to the AC? I don't know. Don't know yet. The last the last time you were there, you were not prepared. It was it was an overwhelming experience. It was huge. I I, I always go back to because Sean and I are retired World of Warcraft players, and there there was a a villain uh, Illidan Stormrage in World of Warcraft, and that was his catchphrase: "You are not prepared." And I just remember, poor Sean. Sean was like, "I want to get there early so I can hit all the tables." And I'm like, "Dude, you can't hit all the tables." There's like 450 vendors here. There's no way. And it took him about 30 minutes. He had like hit like 12 tables in 30 minutes just trying to go as fast as he could. And he was like, 
I'm not getting through all this, am I? And I'm like, no, you're not. You've got, you've got to pick and choose. You can't sit there and look at the guy who specializes in pendants from 1950. You've got, you got to pick out who you're here to see. But there's, but there's, there's names. Sean, Chipper Jones is coming. You love <laughs> Chipper Jones. I'm actually looking. I don't see any bears, which is disappointing. I also don't see like any Chicago Bulls either. I know you're a Bulls fan. Mm-hmm. I, I, Frank Gore's coming. Piazza's going to be there. Hey, Piazza. Michael Vick. I, I don't know why I would want to pass. Hard pass on Michael Vick. All right, but we we gotta we gotta get working on this because the rooms are gonna book up quick, and uh, I'm already looking at the hotel list. And um, wow, Tropicana is already fully booked at 125 dollars a night. We might we, if we don't move quick, we're gonna end up staying at the Golden Nugget. That's so the Golden. All right. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even sure that that's still even open. I think they're just like like letting you just like crash on the floor. So, inserted. We can do a ghost tour. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought the showboat was closed, but the showboat's on this list. They're one of the ones that are already closed out. Shuttles are not provided to and from the event. Shuttles are not provided to and from the event. Okay, that's fine. I'll take a goddamn Uber. But uh, yeah, all right. So make up your mind soon because we got to move on this. Um, but what you you know what you, other people need to move on. Other people need to move on leaving us a review wherever you look and find us. Whatever podcast directory you use to find this episode, please leave us a review. It is tremendously helpful. If you would like direct feedback from us, please reach out to us. We are on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS on Twitter at FignutsDFS. If you want to email us, I check the email more than I check Twitter, honestly. We are fignutsdfs at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on there. I want to thank Sean for stepping in for a very sick Craig. Feel better, Craig. Yeah, that poor bastard. And I'm going to throw him under the bus now because he can't defend himself. He's not, And I've just checked. He's not on the Discord. He's not going to turn on his mic and sound like he's talking to us from beyond the grave. That motherfucker, when he gets sick, it's not even, there's not, there's not like a scale. It's all or nothing. There is healthy Craig, a 10 out of 10 Craig, and then everything else is three or below. <laughs> That's it. There is no like in between. So like when I checked him, I'm like, how are you feeling? I'm terrible. Oh my Jesus Christ. I sound like I summoned a demon. You know, I mean, just go, go drink some Robitussin and go to bed. So, <laughs> but we'll hopefully have Craig back next week. But we appreciate Sean for jumping in uh, on late notice to get this one done. So, no problem. Um, everybody have a great week. We will be back next week. Am I here next week? What is next week? Next week? Yes. I'm done with my travels for now, so I'll be back next week. And if Craig still isn't well, Sean will probably be back next week too. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Tune in and find out who will be actually hosting this, star, this show. In the meantime, we appreciate everybody who watched and listened. We hope you guys have a great week. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>